0: The dress code for dinner is smart casual, but it's honoured in the breach. For the ladies, it's either a vibrant floral print or a fleece, which suggests there's a lucrative gap in the market for the manufacturer who puts out a floral fleece. This is a relaxed train. When you're not driving, and you'll arrive when you arrive, it's a chance to let go, look out of the window, and enjoy the commentary on what you're seeing. The changes in the landscape are dramatic. At the beginning of the journey alone, the busy suburbs of Sydney quickly dissolve into the vast eucalypt forest of the Blue Mountains. But the most amazing change happens when the train enters the Nullarbor in South Australia. As you can see, we are now approaching the unique landscape that is the Nullarbor Plain. The name Nullarbor translates to no trees, and that's literally what happens. One minute you're looking out of the window at brown earth and spindly trees, then nothing but dirt and shrubs the size of a work boot. It's as if someone turned a tap and just shut off the trees. A train journey is a rolling series of mysteries. A Lions Club sign on a fence around some solar panels miles from anywhere. What are they for? Who lives in that house in the middle of nowhere? There are stories and characters glimpsed through the window. The slack-jawed teen in a folding chair sitting on his porch watching the train go by. The dust-caked ute against an empty landscape. Where's it going? Who lives out here? If the ASX 100 plunges to nothing tomorrow, would it matter out here? The Indian Pacific is an excellent chance to see exactly how empty Australia is. I laughed at my wife when she wanted to lower the blind in the cabin to get changed. Who was going to see her in the middle of nowhere? who indeed, because at that moment, exactly, we pulled suddenly into a brightly lit station, the platform lined with passengers looking in our window. Time takes on a different dimension on a trip like this. For a start, you'll twice have to adjust your watches. All watches and clocks backwards by one and a half hours, the correct time on the Indy Pacific. Once when you get into South Australia, and again, when you reach Western Australia. 25. And you'll find yourself seeing things at times you might not otherwise. Broken Hill, for instance, is one of four chances for passengers to step off the train and one of three opportunities for a whistle-stop tour. But the train arrives at dawn. That makes for a magnificent photo opportunity of the pink and orange sunrise against the silver train. Just pulling off away from the railway station there. Up on the uh, top of the hill, you can see two buildings. It isn't, however, a time I'd usually take a bus tour of a town that's still asleep. But life on the train does change you. As I say, I'm not an especially early riser, particularly on holiday. But now as I look back, I find my notebook is full of romantic descriptions of sunrises chasing the train across amazing vistas. The Indian Pacific is a chance to see things you might never see again. In a five minute span over one lunchtime, my companions and I saw wedge-tailed eagles soaring over the Nullarbor and wild camels running in a pack from the train. But for me, the enduring memory of the train ride is of Cook. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching the unique Nullarbor Township of Cook, established in 1917 as a service centre for the Transcontinental Railway. A desolate, almost abandoned town on the Nullarbor that in its heyday had a school, a, hospital, a school, bush hospital and a post the office. Today, it has a population of about four who service the trains and their drivers. When we got off to stretch our legs for half an hour, a wind was howling around the mostly abandoned buildings. We were warned that several of them had been condemned, but in truth, it would have been hard to tell which ones were condemned and which ones were occupied. The wind, the rust and the dry brown landscape make anything not moving in Cook look abandoned. The wit of the residents, past or present, I don't know, is as dry as the wind. In one corner of the settlement is a shed, its coat of white paint long since cracked by the sun and stripped off by the wind. Next to it are some faded lines and the remains of a net flapping between two posts. Together, they were once a tennis court. This, the hand-painted sign says, is the Cook Country Club. If there were a map of Cook, it would show the country club right next to the cricket club, a two-metre-wide strip of potholed astroturf with a similar hand-painted sign.